Good evening. You're tuned in to Friendship, the Power of Positive Living with Dr. James Huey, a specialist in human affairs, and his special guests, all of whom will aim to help you take charge of the opportunities in your life. Let's go right into the studio right now and join Dr. Huey for The Power of Positive Living. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? This is going to be our introduction to the whole concept of self-esteem. As a counseling psychologist who spends a lot of time in personal retreating and assisting people to understand and clarify who they are, I find that two areas frequently come to the forefront of difficulties and concerns and issues for people. One is the area of relationships, and the other is self-esteem, how I choose to see myself. Those parts that I tend to focus upon tend to see as valuable, positive, and healthy. Those that I tend to see uh, as being unhealthy, being negative, or harmful. A verse from Proverbs tells us, As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Not as I am, not as you are, but as you and I thinketh in our hearts, so are we. That's a powerful message because it goes to the very core of what self-esteem is. It is not who we are necessarily that determines how we feel and how we behave, but as we think we are, as we feel in our heart we are, and as we think and feel that way, that is the way we turn out to be. Another mixed message that comes is love your neighbor as thyself. So often there is the tendency in our society to focus on that part of the message which says love your neighbor. But this is coupled with as thyself. And sometimes we're encouraged to love others more than we love ourselves. And that makes it difficult to really give love to another. I come from the school that says you can't give it away until you got it to give. And that is the cornerstone of how can I love you if I don't have any love for me? I don't see it as being an either or concept. I see that in order for me to care about you, I have to care about me. In order to love you, I have to love me. In order to support and nurture you, then I must care and love and support and nurture me as the human being that I am. So often in personal growth, many people will tend to see themselves as being locked in a cell, away from the mainstream of self-esteem, health, and positive living. The keys, I believe, to most of these cells are in the lock, and on the inside of the cell. So often, people tend to stay in their cells because they know it, they understand it, it's familiar. To unlock a door and to go through it into some territory that is unfamiliar, is different, would require a change in feelings or behaviors, tends to be very scary. We in our society, even though we think of ourselves as a very inventive and creative and ever-changing people, 
When it comes to our personal ways of thinking and feeling, we tend to be very, very conservative. While we are very innovative and change-oriented technologically, in our own self-perceptions, these change very, very slowly and often with a great deal of resistance. I believe that if you're going to look into the mirror of self-esteem, to look into the mirror and actually experience the person you see, it's very important to differentiate between honesty and the concept of maturity. Sidney Harris, a columnist from a number of years ago, wrote that honesty is the ability to tell the truth to others. Maturity is the ability to tell truth to yourself. And in the area of personal growth, maturity is essential. That's why we constantly stress that personal growth, personal retreating, is a process for basically healthy people. The people who have the curiosity to learn about themselves, but also have the maturity to tell the truth to themselves. Now, honesty is important and is an exciting variable in developing relationships with other people, but maturity is absolutely essential in being able to relate to oneself. To clarify and to expand upon this just a little bit more, I'd like to share with you a couple of thoughts that came from a book that affected me about 20 years ago, and I have found that I refer to it over and over again. And I'd like to share a couple of thoughts from it with you. It's entitled The Facade, and the author is Jim Cole. Mr. Cole writes, In life, I soon find out what I am expected to be. I am not expected to be as I am, so I build a facade. When I expose myself, I sometimes get hurt. So, I learn to hold my facade up most of the time. The more I build the facade, the less others really know me, and of course, the less I really know myself. He continues, soon I must use most of my energy to hold this facade up. And even though the facade hurts me, I know it is to protect me from you. I rarely let people know that the facade is also to protect me from knowing myself. That's where maturity starts. That, to me, is where we go back to the definition of maturity, the ability to be truthful with oneself. I rarely let myself know that this facade, this barrier, this network of emotional and physical defenses that I shelter myself with to keep myself from being vulnerable and open to hurt is basically to, to protect me from knowing myself. And when I have the maturity to recognize that, then I have the potential for developing personal growth. Mr. Cole continues, Many times I fool myself and believe that the facade is real. And there are a lot of people nowadays who really do believe that all of this protection stuff, all of these barriers, all of these games that they play with other people are real. And that's the real them, not something that's used to protect them. He says, sometimes I feel better if I can point to the holes in others' facades. Sometimes when I have a hole in my facade, I yell to everyone, there is no hole. There's nothing wrong with me. How in the world could I have a problem? They really believe that they know themselves and they believe that their defenses 
are really them. They've not been able to tell the difference between the body and the clothing. They assume that somehow they have become one. Cole continues, when I realize a hole has developed, I must patch it. Sometimes I try to get a patch by making holes in someone else's facade. And you see this all the time. If I'm hurt, then let's not focus on my hurt. Let me go ahead and focus on someone else's shortcomings, someone else's fallacies, someone else's hurts. Let me focus on them rather than focusing on myself. When I love someone's facade, I help him build his facade, Cole continues. I help him build his facade to please me. He says, if I find I am loved without a facade, then I can really see myself and grow. But so often, most of us give subtle messages, sometimes not so subtle, but oftentimes messages saying, I want you this way. I want you to have these characteristics. I want you to behave this way. I want you to feel this way. And most of the time, it better be fairly compatible with the way I am behaving. Cole says, to help someone lay down his or her facade, I must first lay down my own. If I am going through the process to be able to love you as my neighbor, then I must be able to love myself. If I'm going to help you grow, to help you experience, then I must be able to love myself. I must lay down my own facade. I can't tell someone it's safe to lay down his facade. I must show him. It's not something that you can intellectually conceptualize. It's something that you must experience, something that actually is at the feeling, the gut level. I know that it's hard for me to hold up my facade if you don't have one. It is sometimes easy for me to see your facade, but not my own. And that's where, whenever we talk about personal retreating, one of the necessities of not only having maturity, to be honest with yourself, but hopefully interacting and honesty to tell the truth to others so they can help me really see who I am. And then I can make the decisions whether I wish to change or whether I wish to grow. This is a book called The Facade by Jim Cole, and it basically comes to a question that John Powell asked in his book, Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am? According to Powell, the answer comes out as, If I tell you who I am and you don't like it, that's all I've got. For example, I'm wearing a blue jacket this evening. If, however, you come in and say, I don't like blue, then I can go home and put on a brown jacket. I can go home and put on a black jacket, a red jacket, a white jacket, and any number of other colors till I find the color of my jacket that you like. But what if I am showing you me, the part underneath the jacket, the part that is special, unique to me, James Huey. And you say, I don't like that. That's all I've got. Once you get away from the facade, the barriers, the externals, and I really share me, that's all I have. So I tend to be very, very careful on those people that I let in to see me. And as I become cautious, I tend to think that there's something worth hiding. And the more that I hide it, the less clear it is to me. So if I want to find out who James Huey is, 
I really have to almost go through the process of exposing and uncovering who I am underneath all of this elaborate defenses that keeps me from getting hurt. In order to become a healthy and positive person with a positive self-image, I believe that each of us has three components that go into this image. One is a sense of belonging, a sense of belonging to someone or something. Another thing that helps us with this as a component of healthy self-image is a sense of worth and value. I need to know that I have worth and that I have value both to myself and to someone or something or some organization in my world. I need to know that there is worth and value in me as a person. And a third component is being able to believe that I have a sense of competency. Being able to do something well. And that doesn't mean necessarily something positive and healthy, because some people have developed their competencies in very negative and unhealthy behaviors. But we're talking about if you want a healthy self-image, then develop healthy competencies. But we all have a sense of a need to belong, to believe we have worth and value, and a sense of being competent. One of the things in developing these components of how we see ourselves is the component children are the world's greatest recorders, but they are the world's worst interpreters. We as children grew up with tape recorders on record. We were the world's greatest recorders. Our parents started with giving us images on who we were and whether we were cute or whether we were ugly or whether we were happy babies or whether we were sad or whether we were irritating or whatever any number of labels that they dished out. And we recorded them. And sometimes friends and family chirped right in and gave their points of view, oftentimes in agreement with the parents, sometimes contradictory. But we recorded them. But because we were so young and because the power to interpret is relatively complex, we recorded before we got around to interpreting. But we're constantly getting bombarded with images and dictates on who we should be and what we are. As Jim Cole said, in life, I soon find out what I'm expected to be, and I'm not expected to be as I am. So I build a facade to protect myself. Unfortunately, as we go through life, we lose the ability to get behind that facade, get behind that negative self-image, and develop something that is positive and healthy. Maybe this sounds a little bit pessimistic, so let's turn it around and say the power to write negative scripts, if you have either given that power to other people and you're ready to take it back, or you have retained this power, but you're writing a life novel that is full of negativism through hurt, disappointments, the power to write negative scripts is also the same personal power to write positive scripts. You get to define what is your reality. I can define what's real for me, but you get to define what is real for you. So remember, whenever you are thinking of 
How can I make a change? How can I get out of my situation as it is? The power that you did to write your script negatively, the parts that you're playing now can also be rewritten to write positive scripts. But most of us need some help because we've never really gotten much training, much education, much support in our own lives of learning how to write positive scripts. We've oftentimes had a lot of support in not feeling swell-headed or egotistical. We need to learn to be humble and appropriate humility. And these tend to reinforce not okay feelings. You're okay because then you can tell me how I should be, but I'm not okay. Because after all, I do want to be liked. And yet that desire to be liked oftentimes means that I need to subjugate who I am what I feel in order to meet expectations of others. If you're going to be able to have positive self-esteem, then you've got to be able to focus on who you are and be able to appreciate yourself as a healthy person. Healthy personhood to me is a process. It's a journey. There's a poster that hangs in my office that says, life is a journey, not a destination. And I believe that's true. Life is a journey. It's not a point of getting to a particular place, but the process of life. Another quotation that comes to mind that's saying life is something that happens while you're figuring out how to live. Life is the process of what's going on, what's taking place as you and I interact while we're sitting trying to figure out what in the world life is. Healthy personhood is that process of life. And I believe that as we focus and explore self-esteem and get to the point where we can see ourselves as that mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all, we can feel comfortable with saying, that is me. And once I have that self-esteem, then I can develop positive, healthy relationships between me and the rest of my world. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Thanks for listening to me on this podcast as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. Your positive feedback sent via email is always appreciated. That email address is powerforpositiveliving at gmail.com. Please join me each week as we continue to explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. As your friend and host here on Friendship Podcast Radio, I do encourage you to nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.